Hello and welcome to Running on Joy with Francesca Goodwin, the podcast that celebrates putting one foot in front of the other in whatever form that takes. This is a podcast that explores how we can live in a more connected, creative and compassionate manner for the benefit of our communities, our planet and our own mental and physical health. I'm your host, Francesca Goodwin, and every week I'll be asking a new interviewee what joy means to them. Running on Joy is ad-free, but if you enjoy the show, please do take a moment to leave a review and give feedback wherever you listen to your podcasts. You might also consider supporting the work of Running on Joy guest Dan Lawson through rubbish shoes and rerun clothing to end the cycle of wastage in the sports clothing and footwear industries. Follow at Rubbish Shoes and at Rerun.Clothing on Instagram for further information. Hello everyone, my guest today is an entrepreneur who has dedicated their life to creating businesses and initiatives that have a social benefit. In 2019, they were voted as one of Red Bull's top 15 entrepreneurs in the UK, and their most recent focus has been leading the global movement Run Grateful, which encourages people to combine movement with gratitude practices for their mental and physical well-being. I know that they are keen to not be labelled in any one particular way, and I'm also keen that this conversation is as free-flowing and organic as possible, so I will now let them introduce themselves, and we'll see where this takes us. Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, that was lovely, that was. I really settled, often in few words. Oh, thank you. Uh, which, which, is, which is handy. Um, yeah, so my name is, is, is Mark White, uh, as you've alluded to, Mark Mark. My my work uh, brings me here today with you, you know, because you've heard about it, uh, which is amazing, and it's impacted you in some positive way, which is incredible, and that is always the hope. Uh, you spoke about Run Grateful, which is a, a massive part of my life and something that's very, very important to me. Uh, I'm also founder of uh, a platform called Mias, uh, which is equally as exciting to me and uh, looking to have a positive impact on the world with, with that. And yeah, like all roads led me here today and, you know, there's a story to tell and bits and pieces I've got up to over the years, which, uh, yeah, which uh, as a consequence of that brought me to that Red Bull uh, experience, which you mentioned in the intro, which was, yeah, uh, a moment in time, which I reflect on very fondly. And so, yeah, me as one grateful, everything before and uh, on a personal level, uh, a very keen runner. Uh, straight walker just being outdoors really uh, I'm lucky enough to move in certain ways so I use that as a superpower and I'll try and get out there as often as I can and running for me has been yeah, life changing also father of two amazing daughters uh, all young women now I should position them as because uh, yeah they're growing up quick and, and teenagers now and uh, and yeah so yeah, that's, a, that's a role I take very seriously and that's the ABCs of, of me the ABC of Mark White. <laughs> and as we were yeah. saying before, I, I teach teenagers quite a lot of the time. So I know it's a kind of magical transitory phase of change that, that 
you encounter so many different challenges. So I'm guessing that oh, that wow. is just as challenging as, as trying to get out for runs and, and setting up social enterprises as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, um, it's not usually a, a term I use, but I think I've used it twice already uh, before this chat and, and now. But yeah, one feeds the other. You know, my learnings as a father and as a human being really go into how I see the world and view the world and feel about the world. And, and then, yeah, that kind of then feeds into the work that I do and uh, the kind of the creative, the, the spaces I, I look to create. So, yeah, they, they, they teach me a lot quite often, my daughters. And, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, how I adapt to how they are now compared to how they were uh, you know, when they were younger people. Uh, yeah, you know, demands a different version of me, really. You know, what served me yesterday won't necessarily serve me tomorrow, so I need to roll with it. And, uh, and hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed, uh, more often than not, you, you, know, you, you feel like you're getting things uh, right. Um, but, yeah, we don't see perfection because that's, <laughs> that's that's very rarely uh, <laughs> it's very rarely possible. But, yeah, we get, we get as close to it as possible. Yeah, we'll get on. We'll get on to perfection, I think, and how we feel about that. But, actually, it's that kind of interlocking um, and cross-pollination of things that might feed into what I want to discuss first, which is sort of like the different aspects of, of gratitude. Um, and I think there's sort of like, there's the personal reasons that we come to gratitude. There's the kind of psychological, philosophical, and then the kind of scientific benefits as well. So I just want to start with the personal, which we, we're already on that road. So let's go down it. So what is Mark White grateful for? Oh, wow. I should know the answer to that, shouldn't I? Um, we start I, with I, the I hardest question. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get easier I do, as we go I do along. gratitude lists uh, often. <laughs> and, and I suppose from a, a general point of view, you know, there's always your kind of uh, your go-tos, you know, which is like, you, you know, my daughters and uh, running. And, you know, I'm, I'm in recovery, you know, 20, 20 years or sober. So that's something mm-hmm. I, I'm always kind of, yeah, near enough at the top of my list because without that, uh, I wouldn't be anything really, you know, because uh, the direction that, that took me in at that time and, and I'll continue to go in. So, yeah, they're kind of just like the headlines of just the ones that, you know, might be deemed as, as obvious. Um, and, and, yeah, they're true every day. And then on a, on a micro level, yeah, most days I just tend to look at specifics, you know, of, of things that are maybe happening that day that I'm grateful for, whether it be a person or a conversation I've had with that person or, yeah, a certain run that I might have had that day. You know, we've spoken about the weather, which you know, for us British is, is generally uh, a topic we, we chat about. Um, but, you know, all jokes aside, you know, that's important, you know, because we can get out there and experience these seasons and whatever they bring and 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 then you know even it's just it's pouring down with rain here where we're at and uh, you know you might want to look out outside and think oh but then if you lean into the gratitude of actually you're lucky enough to be able to go out and experience that you know it's a different type of experience and it's not necessarily one you don't have to be as grateful for because you know it's not like a, a chilly blue blue sky sunny autumn day you know it's a bit grim and a bit wet and a bit uninviting so so it's always that kind of different ways of looking at things so yeah um you know i'm I'm grateful for yeah my ability maybe to see to see you know what gratitude means to me you know and uh as as i've gone down a a path with it and uh, maybe looked a bit deeper uh, than when i first started uh, which is yeah really important to me 
Yeah, and I was going to ask about your your own journey with gratitude. Is it something that's always been part of your life? When did it when did it enter in a kind of meaningful way for you? Yes, it's been huge, really. Um, you know, I don't like to tear these things because because everything's important. You know, in the kind of fabric or tapestry of life, as you learn things along the way that kind of work for you, and, and if you're open minded enough to try things um, for yourself, and then you build that evidence around the value that it brings, then then yeah, you know, they, they, they just stay. They're just things that stay ever present. You know, and uh, and then you hopefully form positive habits around these and. Um, yeah, and then they're just part of you, you know. Gratitude, I, I feel like, is definitely part of me now. Um, that that never was the case, you know. And uh, I kind of brought up in conversation that you know, I'm twenty odd years sober, so there was kind of darker times, you know, at a certain period of, of time. And uh, yeah, gratitude was never, you know, top of my list of things to do. I was very kind of uh, the other way. You know, I was quite kind of in myself and quite, you know, really insecure and inadequate and fearful and, yeah, just quite dark, really. So, um, you know, I didn't have that balance internally of kind of seeing things from other people's point of view or even acknowledging other people, really. You know, it's all pretty self-centred behaviour, you know, and uh, when you're just trapped in that certain world. And, and so, yeah, very quickly after sobering up and being guided in various ways and, and now starting to put pen to paper about who I was, where I was, and uh, and just trying to, you know, getting get a bit more self-awareness and unlocking different parts of me and, and maybe yeah, shining a lot on the good rather than the not so good. Yeah, gratitude is, is, is one of the first things that's introduced to you is the kind of glass half full. Okay, you know what is good in your life, even if you feel like there isn't. There's always something to be grateful grateful for in the book of commas, and let that be your springboard to then find out more. You know, and and then to kind of focus on more positive things and more uplifting things, and then uh, yeah, very quickly. And listen, it's not an overnight. It's not an overnight thing. Uh, it can be. So you know, it depends on. Like now, it can very very much be instantaneous, you know, but if, if you are of a certain mindset and, and maybe, you know, there, there are dark, more dark days than not, it does take a while to kind of unwind and, uh, and reset and to kind of integrate these things in. But now, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of me as, as, I, as I brought up and, and it's very much a big part of my life. I can see the value on it. I've got lots of evidence to suggest that it works. I've got various ways in which I can kind of dive into it and uh, trick myself into changing my mindset, whether it be in a moment or a morning or an afternoon or an evening or uh, speaking to others like I'm you yourself. You, you tend to kind of, uh, you know, people now look to me for a bit of guidance and advice, which is great because it always means that you can give back and giving back is an amazing way of, of being, you know, in, in life as well. So, yeah, gratitude work wasn't always uh, in my life, um, but... Yeah, as soon as it got introduced, I very quickly made it part of my life. So do you think, in, in, in the sense of that, that it has changed your life? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't want to kind of tear things because I don't want to belittle other things that have had a you know, contribution to changing my But, yeah, if we were to kind of look at, you know, without overthinking things and, you know, yes, gratitude is, you know, when asked that question, which you which you are, uh, gratitude is, is definitely one of the first things that comes to mind as like a game changer for me. Uh, and then, yeah, there's layers to that. You know, it's about, you know, looking at e- even in periods of time in which, you know, I was a little bit lost and maybe a bit disorientated with my perception and, uh, 
and it's all fear-based. You know, even now I can look back with a great amount of gratitude uh, to the things that happened to me, which maybe at the time I felt a bit hard done by. You know, so it's amazing how you can kind of change and see things differently and just have a completely different feeling around things. And uh, and gratitude was a gateway for all that type of behaviour, you know, having empathy and and uh, no judgment. And uh, so, yeah, it's a big old conversation. You know, it's not just about, oh, I'm grateful for the weather. You know, if you really were to have the opportunity to yeah, educate yourself maybe a little bit more on it, uh, it, it can really open up doors to yeah, to so much which is which is great because you don't really I mean I speak for myself but you don't really see that at the time you know you don't really see what it's unlocking in you and you know even you follow that curiosity and uh, and that path or that kind of trying to bring a bit of spirituality into it just that kind of yeah all that kind of energy it's, it's, it's incredible really you know um, to think that so many and myself included in this in the past judge it I think, oh no, that's 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 not for me. <laughs> you know, why wouldn't it be for anybody? You know, if you can make our time in this uh, just uh, a little bit better, and if it opens up a gateway to, you know, yeah, thinking of others, like, why wouldn't you? It's, it's how we keep trapped in our own minds is is a funky business. Yeah, it's interesting that there's suddenly kind of that day when when something flips in your mind that actually this isn't just a surface thing that I'm doing or a cursory thing. It's actually, it's a thing that I need that is part of me that is embedded and suddenly I'm doing it without actually realizing that I'm doing it. And I guess that's kind of part of recovery as well, isn't it? There's kind of that each day having to be really conscious about it and maybe not believing that it's possible. And then suddenly you're kind of walking that walk and you talked, um, and you've spoken really openly and thank you so much for for sharing some like things that are obviously dark and traumatic and difficult um so thank you first of all for that um so I was listening to um the Hooverman Lab um episode on on gratitude which David Bone actually who's a mutual mutual friend um recommended uh, to me hi David grateful for grateful for David <laughs> we'll now know whether he's listening or not whether he comments oh, he's probably yeah, like hundred miles listening to this no doubt or training for hundred miles or something <laughs> but on that on that podcast um he references this like Freud's idea that we're pre-programmed for unhappiness um I don't know what your thoughts are on that whether as humans we are whether you've ever felt like that and kind of then if we're this is something that I've been thinking of as well kind of if we're pre-programmed for unhappiness are we also do we all have the the capacity for gratitude as well in a way it's kind of the the anti-programming in a way good question well yeah big one as well um yeah, a things come to mind. And, yeah, I mean, we've said some of these questions and answers, and, and, and I love having conversations like this, but I tend to think out loud quite a lot. You know, yeah, me so, too. <laughs> so with that, it's just like batting, you know, batting back and forth with your ideas and stuff like that. But, yeah, you know, there's a whole thing for me around happiness and unhappiness. And, you know, we can, like, the, the uh, as I've matured, and, and obviously seeing the world in different ways and becoming a father and, you know, and husband. And uh, although recently that, that that's changed, uh, unfortunately, and that's brought about, 
know, a, a set of circumstances and thoughts and feelings which you need to kind of go through and grieve. And so, yeah, it's all kind of like if you choose to engage in, in the world in certain ways, then things happen. You know, we don't, we don't all live in that womb forever, you know, where we feel protected and, uh, and, and maybe loved and, and things like that. So, yeah, this thing about, you know, programmed to be unhappy, I, I think that, you know, with the world as it is and always was, you know, uh, because there's no new news there. I think it's always been a delicate place. I think it's always been, you know, a certain frequency where it can be unbalanced. And there's a lot to be unhappy about, you know, in inverted commas, because, yeah, if you were to listen to certain things or watch certain things and, and the noise of the world, as I call it, then, mm. yeah, it, you can kind of to be disheartened and, uh, and uninspired is, is pretty easy to do, you know. And then... But then on the flip side of that, you know, to be to be happy all the time as well, I think is a pretty high expectation, which is unrealistic. So, so like, how do we manage this? And this is my whole thing, you know, with with some of the work that I do. I've mentioned Mias and I'm grateful. Yeah. What what you know, as as we as we grow and mature and we engage in the world and we and we see things and we hear things and then we start to construct our own way of viewing and feeling and, and thinking. Like, how can we? How can we manage our next steps to kind of live or navigate our way through this? You know, because yeah, the, you know, this that, that unhappiness thing is we're gonna get we're gonna have periods of time where we're gonna be unhappy. You know, I think that's near enough guaranteed. You know, and and is it more often than not? I don't know. I suppose it depends on what we've got around us to support our next steps because we could easily stay locked in that that mindset, you know, and sometimes justified, you know, we all maybe experience grief or some kind of level of trauma, no matter kind of what that is, it's all relative to us. And it's all, you know, no, no thing is necessarily worse than the other thing because that's, that's part of the separation, you know, and that's part of the problem because we're always like, Oh, it could be worse or, or that, that, that happened to me. And, and why does this happen to me? And, and you kind of go in this loop of, of yeah kind of how we how we think which is is all consuming so yes i feel like there's a big argument to say that we you know the unhappiness is uh is easily got to more than being happy but then i feel like there becomes a point in our life where we need to take responsibility and say you know and it sounds really harsh but then when you're forced into a corner, sometimes we need to be very harsh with ourselves mm-hmm. and say, okay, what can I do about this? You know, what I, don't, I can't sit here and feel sorry for myself. Yes, there might have been things or situations or people that have done X, Y, and Z and, uh, and have made me feel this way. And there might be things out of my control, you know, like somebody passing away or losing the, you know, just, you know, there's things that happen. And, and so it's just, it can be very overwhelming. Um, but yeah, it always comes back to that point for me is like, okay, a bit like my recovery days, you know, and, and like I said, like the recovery thing, I bring that up because it's a big part of my story and, and, and so it just feels appropriate, but, um, I've now been around long enough to know that in recovery, out recovery, drinking, non-drinking, drugs, this, running, that obsession, this, addiction, like we're all, we're all here and, and it's very complex as human beings. So, um, so yeah, like I said, it's just part of my story. But to go back to the point, it's just like, you know, you need to, to go back to my recovery days and this kind of unhappiness bit. Okay, I don't want to be unhappy all the time if I can help it. What can I do to make my world different? Who can I have around me 
my kind of more positive influences, people that can uplift me and guide me. How can I tune into this glass half full? How can I focus on what can be done rather than what can't be done? Because, yes, the unhappy days are there and they're to be experienced and they're necessary, be like the rainy days outside today rather than all the days that we spoke about. Um, But, yeah, you know, it, it, it is possible. But in order to get to that place, more often than not, we need to hit some type of bottom or some type of being pushed into a corner to kind of open our minds up to the alternative. Uh, because yeah, I reckon as human beings, we are we are maybe wired up to to be glass half empty and look at what we have and what we have. I really yeah, I think that. And, and it sounds like I've not heard this podcast you relate uh, you're referencing to, but yeah, there's probably some science to back that up. Yeah, I'm sure. yet to experience. I'm sure there is. And I think um, that's really valuable because I think we can kind of, we can tend to glamorize suffering as well in a way and sort of, you know, people do hard things or um, we need to toughen up or um, you need to go through some dark experience in order for something to happen and that we are not our suffering, we are not our addictions. And I think you, you touch on that there where you are someone outside of that experience as well. 100%. And not yeah. having to kind of, not to do disservice to books about kind of how to be happy and things, but happiness is such a pressure as well. And I kind of get the sense that what you're talking about with gratitude, it's, it's a journey, it's a process, it's a practice. And yeah, maybe, maybe happiness comes from that. But it's more a sense of kind of grounding Could I say that rather than kind of striving after something you can't kind of get gratitude (laughs) have a bit more gratitude it's not kind of quantifiable (laughs) yeah and you kind of touch into it that last question but just human behavior you know and just the kind of how we are and what can go for us can go against us you know i think we are kind of wired up in a way in which is kind of well for most of it like genuinely speaking which i don't like to do really because you know that's that's a that's a tricky conversation when we talk genuinely but you know, like we're, we're tuned in where we're, we're yeah, maybe proactive and we, we are creative and, you know, there's there's lots of ways in which we can make the world better. But what does that mean? Because some of what we come up with actually could be deemed as making the world a worse place, you know. So it's always like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a delicate one, as I mentioned. But, yeah, you know, that, that, that gratitude piece can, can definitely, um, yeah, be, be a guide, you know. And that sort of brings me to um, to thinking about, and you've sort of touched on this, do you think gratitude is something that you do have to work at? And is there a right or a wrong way of kind of doing gratitude? There's uh, definitely no right or wrong. Um, I, would, I, would, I would say with a level of certainty that Yes, like it's, you need to train your mind, you know, just through, you know, making it a habit, you know, and then all of a sudden you start to, it starts to be a part of you, you know, I've, I've kind of uh, brought up as my own experience. And when I say part of you, it's just that there's like an intuition about it where you can like look at a situation or, or kind of, you know, something might happen, you know, unexpected. And then your your default can go to okay instead of it being overwhelming and and kind of uh, be a bit bit too much, which can happen, and sometimes that's justified. You know, for me, what I find is is that more often than not, I go to okay, what's the solution here? 
you know, how can, how can we get out of this? How can we talk through it? Communication's key. So, yes, you know, but that just comes after, you know, a lot of practice and a lot of writing down and a lot of talking. And, and now it's part of my job where I'm looking to, you know, feed it into, you know, the, the running and the walking and the run grateful. And, you know, I use gratitude with my movement, uh, which was a lovely way of implementing it into my day if I didn't want to always write down something because it's not always about pen to paper. Yeah. You know, that's powerful in its own right, as we know. But, but yeah, that's how I started to to introduce it into into my running journey, which was great. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's it does need to be trained out, and it does it can open up a can of worms. So there is like a responsibility with gratitude because you know if you are in a particular moment of time, just through circumstance where where you feel like there's nothing to be grateful for, and you are looking outwardly to what they've got, or he's got, or mm-hmm. you know what I used to have, and I've lost it all. Then you know it could you don't want to stoke the fire or kind of put uh, put flames on it and uh, that's not the right way of putting it flames on it you know um, so yeah it, it can as much as it's great and it can be there to to serve us well it can actually take us on a bit of a of a of a journey where it leads us to some truths about ourselves and maybe yeah taking responsibility sounds like the right thing to do. But actually taking responsibility is very tough because I think sometimes we don't want to. You know, we want to kind of stay we want to stay there because there's like a full sense of security there. There's a there's a knowing, you know, because fear of the unknown then taps in. Whereas I have to if I was to embark on this journey of asking certain questions of myself or, you know, looking at certain areas of my life, then yeah, I need support and guidance on that because it can kind of in its own right be quite detrimental you know so there's there's fine lines of all this I don't know if I answered your last question I feel like I have I, I, I think I've kind of I was so interested in that that I, I that I sort of lost the, the train of that but I will just pick up with with what you just said because I think that's really interesting in terms of comparative culture and the sense that yeah having kind of social media and stuff is really valuable for connecting with people and and sharing um gratitude practices and things but also like you know not everyone has access to green spaces or or beautiful places and things to run um sometimes when you're in the depths of recovery it's I'm really grateful for just getting out of bed today and I've been in that place and it's like that I'm not going to put that on Instagram (laughs) but that's probably the most meaningful form of gratitude as well it's like those really small steps so simple things yeah yeah and just because your gratitude doesn't look like (laughs) somebody else's and I know I'm just as guilty like such a hypocrite with this you know because when I'm feeling good and stuff then I'll be like look at the leaves look at this And, and that joy and that gratitude is just as sincere and real as the gratitude I have when I don't feel like that and actually it's like I made myself a cup of tea or like I walked to here kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's really important, as you say, to not kind of get stuck in then a comparative thing where mm. you're like, oh, well, if my gratitude doesn't look like that, then it's not, it's rubbish. It's not doing its yeah. service kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that kind of um, leads me into thinking about, do you think there's a fine line in terms of like kind of commodifying gratitude as well? And that that's for us to kind of just kind of think about really rather than rather than saying like what do you, what do you do about it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think like um, you know, with a lot of that stuff, you know, we can we can get a sense of if it's working 
by the way that we're feeling, you know, and, and maybe how we approach certain, like it's mentioned, some days are better than others and some days we feel like we're flying high and we can see gratitude in the simplest things, you know, and just like yeah, make a cup of tea or walk it, you know, which is amazing. So, yeah, you can kind of reflect on that on a daily basis or wherever and think, yeah, like that was a good day. You know, I did some simple things really, really well. And, you know, they made me happy. You used the word joy, which is a lovely word. And, um, but then, yeah, you know, you, you can, depending on what's going on, you know, the, the, the cycle of life, you know, where, where we find ourselves in that cycle, you know, could be that, yeah, we you know, we just, we're not that, uh, yeah, we find that we're not as grateful them things on other days because we're seeking more, you know, and we want more. And so that comparison seeps in, and and then all of a sudden, okay, how do we get from there to there? Because you know we've got the same, largely we've got the same tools. You know, a day consists of largely the same thing. We're pretty repetitive creatures in, in, in a lot of ways, and we love the fact that yeah, we don't like change too much. We do kind of create these little worlds for ourselves where yeah, you know, we talk about you know trying new things and, and other bits, but. I don't, genuinely speaking, again, this is something I don't like to do, is uh, we don't, you know, I mean, we'd like to stay in our comfort zone. So it's all kind of relative where, you know, if you if you were to step outside of that and then you, you have these, it's like you've never reached that final destination, you know, because it's that you're encouraged, you know, as, you, as, your, as the gratitude practice may be, becomes more and more and you're seeing the value and the evidence of what it brings, then you are encouraged and inspired to do more and to go out into the world more and kind of seek these experiences and speak to new people and go to different countries. And then as a consequence of that, it might bring certain things which you need to manage in their own right, you know, because we can't all just, you know, stay in these little boxes, um, which a lot of people would love for us to do. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it's all kind of like you can you can quantify certain things along the way, but I think it's like it's, it's so, so many moving parts all the time, you know, and I speak for myself in, uh, on, the, on the whole because, yeah, sometimes it's a tricky one for me, because, you know, because I do, I do put myself out there quite a lot and take a few risks and, Follow my curiosities with yeah, just some of the process of building things and creating things, and uh, and yeah, and as a byproduct, it kind of creates this uncertainty which I need to manage. And sometimes I think yeah, I'm grateful for that because a lot of people from the outside looking in love that behaviour and, and love the fact that these you know your your, your endeavours in the world. Um, but for me, in the mix of it, and in muddy waters most of the time, and you know knee deep as I call it you know, in process and uh, it's, it's tough, you know, it's, it's really tough because you get the anxiety, you get the stress and um, so even though, but then the mindset needs to be, and it's not just putting, um, you know, not meaning it, sometimes it's like kind of, uh, what's that way of putting it sometimes, faking it till you make it and yeah. things of that nature because, yeah, sometimes I've got to think, I've got to be grateful for this because you're living somebody else's dream you know, it might not be great and there might be, you might be on the edge of something here and that might, you know, you might be relying on this or relying on that, but you're out there, you know, you're, uh, there's that thing, isn't there, like, the, uh, oh, who, it, about being in the, in the arena. Yeah. You uh, know, you're out there to be judged and you're out, you're out there. So, yeah, thank God for gratitude practices because I've got to remember how far that I've come rather than how far you've got to go, you know, and, uh, same situation, same reality, just different ways of thinking about it. It can literally save it, you know, as opposed to it being just, no, I can't do this no more, I'm not capable. 
Yeah, I think that's that's a really beautiful way of putting it. Actually, it's it's reminding yourself that you do have a foot in the arena just by being there and being in that moment and feeling and grateful for that, no matter all the kind of swirling things that are going on. Yeah, around the world needs you as well. You know, obviously we've all got choices, and uh, no one's putting a gun to my head personally with my what I'm up to now. But sometimes, you know, and then. You know, on their moments where it just feels maybe a bit too much and uh, et cetera. And you think, okay, just, you know, go, go and do X. But then I think, does the world need me doing X? You know, yes, it might seem like the right thing to do. And, so, and it might end up being the right thing to do. Absolutely. Um, like I said, it, like, it comes at a cost of all this stuff. You don't want to kind of, you know, run yourself into the ground and be unhappy, you know, and um, for, for lots of different reasons. But, yeah, you just kind of ask myself, it's like, okay, yeah, no, I think the world needs me doing what, I, what I'm doing. And so if I need to experience what I'm experiencing to, to make that happen, then just hold on, you know, and uh, and do your practice, practices and, uh, and then, yeah, just trust, trust, trust it. Absolutely. And before we come on to, because I'm itching to talk about Run Grateful itself, but could you just whiz me through kind of the years leading up to Run Grateful and specifically kind of the journey with your town and Emmaus as well and yeah. kind of the kind of, I, I know because we, we had a little chat yesterday and kind of talking about kind of ideas that have sort of fed into each other and I'm sort of interested whether gratitude was kind of a consistent thing through them so yeah just I'll hand that over to you with kind of just a chat about the trajectory up to run grateful yeah yeah I'd love to yeah uh yeah I love it really and um you introduced me as as an entrepreneur you know which some sometimes I still makes me feel a little bit you know um what's the word yeah just I don't know it, it took a while for me to accept that really because mm-hmm. As a consequence of being an entrepreneur, you know, there's a certain way of being and thinking and, and doing, which if you can't relate to that way of life, it can be from the outside looking in a little bit like, oh my God, like, what's he doing there? Or why is he doing that? Or that's a bit irresponsible. Or that's a bit selfish and all this kind of, you know, lovely stuff. Um, but yeah, I am an entrepreneur. I do think in certain ways and I do want to do certain, well, I say want to, I do feel it absolutely necessary to do certain things because I feel like, yeah, the world needs it, you know, and uh, and I've been put on this earth for a reason and, and I believe that, you know, my entrepreneurial spirit has, has created these ideas in my mind, you know, which are largely solution-based. I mentioned about always looking for the solution. Um, and, yeah, you know, those things are ungrateful on me as today and you've mentioned your town and that was what it was then. You know, and it still exists now, which is something I'm very proud of. Uh, I love it. I love everything it represents. And a lot of what went into your town now feeds into the fabric of Run Grateful and Mir. So, yeah, so everywhere leads somewhere in, in that way. And uh, COVID had, had an effect where yeah, we couldn't go down the path that we were on with your town for lots of obvious reasons. You know, a lot of people had to kind of stop and reevaluate and, uh, yeah, reset and just look at, you know, what the reality was. Uh, but your town was something I found in 2014. Uh, it was birthed from an event that I had an idea uh, around called Give Your Town a Runaround. And uh, I've been running since 2011 after giving up Marlboro Lights. 
And yeah, it just kind of just sparked this creativity in me, which was always there lurking in the background, but definitely running was a vehicle for it to be heightened. And, and this idea for giving Tanner run around come about had no experience whatsoever in events or communities or community development and town centre vibrancy and, and all these conversations that I was soon to be involved in. But the, but the event was centred around my hometown. It was a way of getting everyone together once a year, you know, young, old colleges, uh, more able, less able runners, uh, all the businesses and, you know, large and small, just a way to kind of think about where we lived and and how we contributed to it and was it a place in which we were seeking perfection and or was it a place we were wanting to run away from as soon as we could because it wasn't great you know and all these kind of things that, that go on every day you know and uh, but then uh yeah you know how how do we how can we contribute towards it in a way in which we felt like it was a place a place worth uh saving i suppose because if you look at the news and like things are not how they used to be and you know the yeah just that glass half empty mentality you know uh, how are we managing the future and how are we going to start to engage with communities and you know no one shops in the high streets no more so they're all dead and they're not worth going you know it's so all these kind of things which as a consequence of giving town a run around I was invited to get involved in these conversations because very quickly this event sparked the imagination of, of the community in which I was a part of because they loved it and people were running it and uh, it was a 2, 5 and 8k closed road event and we'd done loads of quirky things around it and uh, where we created like these posters and these music videos and these adverts and these commercials all using local people and local points of interest so people could feel part of it and they recognised the people in it and so they felt like it was a proper hyper-local uh, happening, you know. So fast forward anyway, so give you time to run around was that it was an annual event, it was you know, it's in the title. If you didn't run, you probably felt like you couldn't get involved. Mm. So then your town was born. So I just took your town out of the title and that enabled us to kind of go far and wide with that conversation and get involved in ways in which yeah, it didn't have to just be run related. So we've done stuff in primary schools around fitness and wellness and around local communities and where we live. Uh, we created Your Town Runners, Your Town Walkers. Uh, we scaled back the Give Your Town a Runaround event, made it a franchisable model so other towns could get involved and take it on and nurture it and grow it where they lived because there was always interest in it. And yeah, that was six years of my life. It was incredible. Lots of ups and downs, and it's very community orientated. It was a CIC company. So I always knew that from a commercial point of view, it maybe was never going to be my eventuality because I needed to pay bills and, and I definitely couldn't do that with your town. Uh, but yeah, now we've got your town runners in various places. Uh, shout out to Ian 11, Ian 8, SL5, uh, SG14. So that, that's great. Uh, they're the postcodes in which they exist. And yeah, COVID happened. No one could see each other. Uh, we were embarking on a massive nas uh, national primary school um, projects uh, which were hyper-focusing on Hertfordshire with the Ocado group in particular uh, which was very exciting uh, but yeah that had to stop and then yeah me and some run great for Wobble and, uh, and we are where we are like Phoenix from the ashes really <laughs> yeah yeah like I said it's all, it's all gone into the fabric you know everything that your town represented has been fed into was ultimately at the centre of this you know from a founder's point of view 
it's it's me and uh, kind of how I view the world and what I want to see in the world. So whether it be your town, where I'm grateful for me, it's, you know, it's, it's all hopefully for the greater good and uh, it's all hopefully there to kind of inspire, uplift and just create frameworks uh, around a certain way of living which other people can be encouraged to get to get involved in, you know, and uh, and then hopefully, yeah, they can, it can be a spark for them to, to get a bit of hope. And you, what's sort of consistent across those, um, as well as this this kind of connection between people, bring, bringing people together, which I want to come on to, is um, is running and well, making running also accessible and kind of making yeah. it simplifying it down to movement. And you mentioned that you know, kind of running came into your life when you gave up Marlborough Lights, and I'm just interested in kind of your relationship with movement. Um, and kind of what that means to you and whether it was kind of that gratitude and movement were always there together um, or whether that was kind of something that you had one and the other and then and then they blended so yeah what's what's that kind of journey been yeah um, well gratitude was in my life before running um, so yeah there was a moment in there for a few years where mobile lights and gratitude uh, coexisted Mm. Um, and then I knew that day had to go where where the cigarettes were no longer wanted or needed, and so the, that was a uh, that was that you know not not easy to give things up of that nature because of you know the habits that they bring and the addiction to them. But my daughter started to read. I mean, I knew they were no good anyway. And um, but my daughter started to read, and when they start to read on the on the front of these packets that smoking kills, etc., it's, it's hard to kind of tell them what that means when they're kind of don't understand and uh, and especially when you don't understand either it's like why am I doing this so anyway but yeah gratitude and my recovery and all that kind of stuff was in play and, and that was amazing so I was yeah, at a particular you know doing particular things to uh, to support me and uh, my well-being and kind of um, yeah how I looked after myself and, and in order for me to kind of go to that next stage of, 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 of that way of life yeah the fags needed to go and then uh, a good friend of mine suggested we started to run together because he was looking to give up himself. And yeah, running was nothing that I'd ever entertained, really. Um, nothing that I identified with or relate to. I never see runners on the street or on the TV and think, oh, I want to be one of them. Uh, there's no attraction there whatsoever. But but this this friend that I mentioned is more like a brother, really. He's, like, he's a guy that I love and respect. And, and uh, so, yeah, when he suggested it, I was like, okay, you know, might as well. And, uh, and wow, yeah, wow. I mean, I didn't gravitate towards it straight away. There was there was a conversation I had after a couple of months of being consistent with it where I kind of said, listen, I'm not too sure this is for me. Um, but he was like, one day I feel like walking. And then I suppose, I mean, this is a story that I've told before, but even talking mm-hmm. to you now, I suppose in that moment, I mean, there was definitely that kind of, wow, okay, that's a different way. It's now positioned in my mind. It sounds attractive to me. But with my relationship with, with gratitude and, and other practices that I had, you know, in and around that conversation, maybe all of a sudden then I found that running could be something in my life in which there had to be, no, there didn't need to be any pressure. You know, I didn't need to do the PB thing. I didn't need to do the event thing and the marathon thing. Maybe I could just have this in my life as something in which I could just go out, you know, and uh, and literally, if I needed to walk, 
which wasn't no drama, you know. It used to say you can't walk whilst out on a run. You know, there's this kind of locked-in thing with your brain sometimes with the perception of it. Oh, I can't stop. You know, what is that? So, um, so anyway, yeah, cut a long story short, uh, they did kind of entwine quite quickly because, you know, there's enough stresses and pressures in my life. So it's nice that running could maybe enter into my life as, a, as something that I could do where yeah, I didn't need to put any pressure on it. And... Yeah, and then you know the gratitude running and the mindful running, you know whatever you want to describe it, uh, was was pretty much there from the from the beginning. Really, uh, I probably put on more events than I've actually ran. Uh, as as my relationship with running has grown, of course, it's human nature. Uh, if you are consistent with it, you tend to go a bit further and maybe go a bit faster. But it's never really been my driver. Um, and yeah, I just used it as the opportunity whilst out. I'm investing that time in myself. I've never been one to listen to music or, or, or podcasts or audio books. So it's just always been, yeah, okay, just focus on gratitude, really, and people and experiences. And, and by the time I get back, I feel better, you know, and uh, I'll tell you, why, why not do it? Why not? <laughs> you know, well, it's always <laughs> tough to get out. It's, it's always tough to get out. Yes, yeah, more often than I still got to sell myself the dream of uh, of getting out. No, I think that's that's a really valuable message as well. Is that kind of like why wouldn't you? <laughs> and that's yeah, that's easy to you? say when yeah. when you do it and when you can feel those benefits. But I think that's why it's really valuable what you're doing as well because it introduces people to that. Um, and off the back of that, how then has kind of run grateful grown? Well, you know, yeah, off the back of that, just that invitation, you, you know, even if it's a mile, I say even, like if, I don't know exaggerate the power of the mile, the mile's a long way, you know, and uh, it's just to reverse engineer the mentality around the marathons and stuff like that because, you know, a lot of people uh, connect, maybe not so much these days actually, there's a lot of awareness now around running, a lot of opportunities to kind of get involved and, you know, the cows to 5Ks and things like this was just coming to into the conversation over the last few years but you know uh, a lot of maybe the run talk is you know, marathon related so you know, uh, so you, like, you yeah you look at that you think about the distances and things like that so even when I say I oh, was just a mile like if, you, if you're not used to running or, or maybe walking for a length of time miles a long way you know you, so you don't want to belittle it and, and we've always we re- really want to heighten the power of the mile one grateful you know it's actually to gratitude get out of there walk a mile if you can and then yeah let that guide your next steps you know you might find that you, you want to do two miles or three miles just naturally and organically so I feel like the messaging of run grateful is definitely about that to kind of just just if you're lucky enough to move, you know, we go back to my earlier days of running very quickly after a few months of getting into running, uh, I felt ill quite badly with pneumonia and pleurisy. And uh, I was in a really bad way for a period of time. And and I always remember I couldn't even get out of my hospital bed. So now if I struggle to get out the door to run, even to this day, I remember the day in which I could hardly move yeah. and think, Mark, there's no real reason why you can't go out now. Yes, you know, you've got to listen to your body and some days you don't want to go out for the sake of it and all that kind of jazz. But when you kind of strip away all that, there's no reason why you can't, even if it's, I used, I don't want to play with words, but uh, you've heard my explanation on that. But even if it's a low, just get out. And then all of a sudden you're out and then you're like, 
I come out now. Let's stay out for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and it's lovely. And all that kind of feeds into to run grateful and this connection around the world of seeing other people's gratitude and for them to kind of use this as an opportunity to yes, think about things of that nature and then share with others or share about, you know, someone's grateful for someone, just letting them know and acknowledging someone else, the power of that. Um, just felt like a thing, you know, it, it come about in a way in which wasn't that inviting because it was like a 24 hour challenge that I did. And uh, I just chose to, on the hour, every hour, run a, run a mile. Uh, but to attach it to gratitude, I jumped into my social media. I was sharing about the gratitude. And it, just, it was a lovely day, immersing myself in movement and gratitude. And people loved hearing about that journey. So, yeah, with, with the way that I think uh, after that experience, I just felt like if you could kind of create an opportunity for others to have a similar experience, then what would that look like? And, you know, Run Grateful was born. And then we stripped it back. The 24-hour thing is is something that we do. But then I just thought, yeah, to make it more inviting, more inclusive, uh, let, let's kind of crack on with this mile and uh, just invite people to go out there and, and uh, yeah, see, see where it goes. And uh, you know, it's gone quite far, which is lovely. And then so, so much further, you know, to go because, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about its potential. It's really, really exciting. And when we were sort of first connecting, it was kind of in the midst of the your most recent 24-hour event. So I know that things are kind of progressing from there. Um, but could you just talk about that event? Um, there's various things that I'm interested in. But firstly, kind of what were the composition of people? Were they people with a gratitude practice or a running background? What brought those people together? So just to recap as well, this this involved running a mile around a track, wasn't it? Um, for yeah, on, on the hour, yeah. on the hour every 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Not every 24 hours, yeah. well, on the hour for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're invited to do the next one if the stars align. Absolutely. Um, it's great and, you know, it's, it's unbelievable actually. And what I love about this event in particular is it, it largely encompasses everything that Run Grateful is about. I mean, if you were to kind of just look at the headlines and see this 24-hour experience and there's a marathon included, then you might think it's not inclusive enough. Mm. But when you strip it back, um, it actually, like I said, kind of represents a lot of what we're about. It's about connection, bringing people together, you know, the, the consistency of gratitude, hearing other people's gratitude. Um, you know, you can obviously walk these miles and run, run it, but it's about stripping it away, you know, where it's not like a wham, bam, Nike event where there's banners everywhere and lights and all this kind of no this is amazing and that's an experience in its own right so I'm not belittling anything like that but this is just about the individuals one location one place for one day and uh, yeah just where you can kind of just be around a certain energy immerse yourself in gratitude educate yourself on, on what it can be if it isn't something that you ordinarily kind of practice or do or you want to know more about and so the last event was, we've done it once before, well, I've done it a few times now, so you know it kicked off by this event, and I, I didn't know it when I set off that this was going to happen as a consequence. And then we did it in, and then yeah, once I felt like we could facilitate an experience for others, I piloted it with a few other people that I didn't know around the country, just only three or four. I felt like, okay, what would it feel like from my point of view to kind of uh, do it with others? Mm. 
and what would that look like so we piloted it it went really well I knew it would anyway but I had to do it because it's wanted to be responsible and then 2020 uh, just as there was a moment in time there where we could all kind of congregate in groups of like 12 or 15 I forgot what the number was but you know there was still things you couldn't couldn't do but there was enough we could do enough to kind of get this together so we've done it around the track because it just felt like a, a pretty unique location to kind of you know uh, have have that throughout the day and, and that worked really well and then yeah fast forward to a few weeks ago we, we wanted to do it again uh, I want to do this you know a lot more in different places around the world in different communities different cultures uh, but for this one was in Ilford and uh, it wasn't meant to be we only found that out a few days before yeah. you know typical behind the scenes shenanigans going on uh, but we managed to sort everything out and we invited a few people from around the UK to, to kind of get involved yeah people we didn't know some people within our network you know David including and Paula the Camino guys yeah. you know, amazing human beings and uh, yeah just a, a great mix of people some had never done a marathon uh, some had done 100 miles before some people done 5 minute miles and some people had been running for three months, you know, so it was a real kind of mix. And even the people that could do five-minute miles, for them to slow down, you know, for people like maybe David, who kind of do these mad ultras, you know, for him to stop after every mile, you know, really kind of feeds into our, how we view time, how we view our relationship with running, how we, you know, just that experience is really unique. And to see it play out in these different people and how they approached it and how they experienced was yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, it really is, uh, yeah, pretty insightful, you know, to be surrounded by, by these different things uh, throughout the day. You know, we've done workshops in between and we jumped in an ice bath and uh, and before every mile, everyone had an opportunity to share about what they're grateful for so we could kind of get to know them a bit better. And, and uh, yeah, and hopefully it was a spring ball for them to then take on this, this gratitude mild uh, concept into their everyday lives their running relationship you know and that sharing of stories and um, particularly kind of watching the video that you shared on social media afterwards that's something that really struck me um and I'm interested in in whether you could talk about some of those stories that were shared or if not the specific stories kind of the impact of actually sharing um had on on the sense of gratitude that was engendered by the event yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you know, about staying the obvious, you know, it's pretty unique, the, the event, you know, the 24-hour thing. We started at midnight, you know, so there was yeah, very rarely do you go out for a run at midnight, mm-hmm. let alone set off and embarking on what is to be, you know, a whole day of something that is very new to some, you know. There's, uh, so, yeah, there, there was that part of it anyway. But what it did do is it set the scene where, you know, sharing that gratitude around the circle before every mile Literally from mile one, you, you dived into something which was, uh, yeah, out, out of the ordinary. You know, so you do find that there's the level, level of, uh, I mean, it isn't this type of event necessarily, but there's a level of vulnerability there, which once you see it in one, kind of invites you to kind of go to that place. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, there's just a, a connection that can be, uh, that was kind of created uh, very quickly around, getting to know somebody, you know, and what they're grateful for, whether it be, you know, there was a there was a gentleman there, amazing guy, um, and he shares gratitude around his young daughter, who's his first daughter, and she entered into the world with a lot of complications and, you know, rushed into theatre and operations and bits and pieces. So, like, the fear at that time must have been just 
what he does and bear thinking about as a, as a father. And so for him now to have a big smile on his face when he thinks about her because she, uh, you know, she's she's here and she's uh, yeah, she's she's thriving. It's just lovely, you know, to see that kind of guy show that amount of emotion and that kind of like no matter what else is happening in life, you know, as soon as I see my daughter, I smile, you know, and when things are shared quite quickly of that nature, it's just like, wow, okay, what am I involved in here? I want a bit more of this. And then, you know, you think about your own stories and, and your own people and your own lives. And, you know, you've got uh, the, the amazing Paula to bring her back into the conversation, the fact that she never used to run be like myself and she had her second child and she just felt like she needed something for her. And running seemed, you know, was that thing. Yeah, she wasn't snow and, and, you know, what life that she's created as a consequence of that. So to hear that story, you know, you know a lady, certain states of her life, looking for a bit of identity somewhere and and what's happened's happened, you know. And just to be around, you know, stuff like that and hearing these things is so uplifting and inspiring, you know. And and when you strip away, you know, strip away the noise of the world, which we all kind of get caught up in, we we'll, we'll create our own little world for ourselves. But, you know, human beings are remarkable people, you know. Yes, there's some uh, there's some there's some out there that maybe you don't want to surround yourself with. But gratitude in mind glass half full surround yourself with the ones that you do want to surround yourself with you know because there's so many out there there's so many good news stories there's so many people out there that want to support you and, and they're there for you and uh and, and want to experience things with you and yeah just uh yeah so that that, that event invites stuff like that you know and uh and they loved it you know they, they really loved it I think you'd really like, there's, um, he's sort of been described as a social scientist called Rupert Sheldrake, and he has this theory of um, morphic resonance, which is basically that not everything is fixed by kind of scientific binaries. And there's this idea that kind of, that instead things are dictated by kind of evolving habits, which kind of right. chimes with sort of having gratitude practice. And like, yeah, so if, send me that info. I never heard of this guy. Yeah. yeah, if there's like kind of there's experiments where sort of like if changes happen to rats, for example, in one country, that's actually mimicked in populations around the world. And I it kind of puts me in mind of that because of this idea of a kind of what's lighted in one person becomes a kind of chain reaction. And I know that Yorkin, we we talked about kind of the word entrepreneur as well and how actually kind of having a fixed identity is something that isn't helpful um and I'm kind of curious about this idea do you think that a lot of sincere gratitude is also linked to this kind of belief in our capacity to change as well good question yes yes I do yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah, I, mean, I don't want to expand too much on that because that's just a simple yes or no answer for me. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. What about yourself? I think so. Yeah, I think I think we don't have that. I, I think I'm very much like you that I don't necessarily identify as kind of as one particular thing. You know, I'm a teacher, but I don't kind of that isn't all of me. I'm a runner, but that's not all of me. And I think the way that kind of gratitude sort of comes into into my life is very much kind of being being grateful being thankful for each day is a new 
day to start afresh <laughs> and that yeah, kind yeah. of constant moving not necessarily looking forwards because I think that you can overreach like you said kind of thinking too much about a kind of future projection of yourself but that kind of the the new opportunity in each moment and that is kind of linked to change because each moment will be different and that's amazing <laughs> like, yeah. I always kind of say yeah. to kids like okay well this happened just now but actually that's great because the next moment it's going to be different to the last one <laughs> yeah. it is, it is, um, it is a, a way of thinking you know which which I absolutely identify with and it's hard to articulate sometimes um, but, you know you, you're doing it very well and, uh, and I'll try my best but because yeah, there's there's a contradiction to you know I'll even pretty contradiction uh, contradictory mind um, because it's that kind of one in it around like nothing matters but everything matters and it's just yeah. like you know take your time but hurry up you know because the world you know time goes so quick and you know if you stand still you you know fear sets in and you feel like you're going to miss out or you feel like you're going to miss the party or, or whatever the scenario is you know whether it be big or small. But it's that feeling and that energy around it which just kind of pushes you to think, no, like you, it's got to happen now, you know, especially with the outside influences and the marketing and all this kind of mm. jazz. But yeah, yes, like leaning into a certain way of life is not just relax. You know, I mean, like we're here every day, yeah, presents something new and, and it's a new beginning and, you know, and all this kind of fancy stuff that you might want to position it as, as some people feel is a bit woo woo. But then also rooted in all this is, there is a reality of having to find your identity, you know, and, and having that focus. Okay, like, who am I? What do I want out of this world? You know, we, for whatever reason, we're, we're here. You know, yes, you know, we know how we got here. But, you know, I, for a long time, um, I didn't want to busy myself with, like, the reason why I'm here. Mm-hmm. It's just like, just accepting that you are and what can you do whilst here. You know, what kind of legacy is there that you want? Um, because, yeah, like every day is a new day. But and it's, it boils down to self-awareness. And, you know, I get scared sometimes by the messaging around finding your purpose and finding your why. Because I think there's such a an overwhelming question. And so and it, and it's, you know, the complete opposite to what that represents is is around pressure. You know what I mean? Like, to find your why means that you have no pressure because you know why you're here. But yet the pressure around finding your why is just like people sell books on it, you know, and it's just like, so I get it. And people are always trying to feed down their own experiences and opinions and, and all that kind of jazz. But so I'm just about, instead of going deep, go wide, you know what I mean? Because just open your mind up and before you find your purpose, just find your spirit, you know, just unlock your spirit. And, you know, look, look, I feel kind of shared about it in my own way, just shining a lot on the good of you and let that be your focus and then, and then everything else would just kind of organically become obvious. You know, you're not going to find your why until you've experienced certain things. You can't experience certain things until you have the courage to experience them and to put yourself out there and to get vulnerable and to kind of live with that level of stress. It's the same. Then how are you going to deal with that level of stress? You know, and and that level because if if you can't or or you don't want to or it's just a bit too overwhelming, then you're never going to get outside your box. So it's all like uh, even talking to you now, my voice is kind of like kind of quickening up a little bit because <laughs> that's just that's just the life, and it's just like okay, just like um, 
you know, everyone's really largely trying to find out, you know, what it's all about. <laughs> you know, me and you here, me and you are here having this conversation because we're just trying to figure out certain things, or maybe just to put some things out into the world which we might feel benefit others. But you know, when, when I had to go down on the pillow tonight, you know, do we know any more? Really, you know, that do we? I know how I don't live, you know, and I know right from wrong, and, and I know what it feels like to to treat people how you want to be treated, and it's lovely. You know, really is lovely. You know, to have that kind of guilt and that kind of uh, everything else that kind of gets wrapped around that selfishness around how human beings can be is just muddy waters. I don't. That's not for me. You know, but it's out there, and I need to. You know, that's part of my day to day life. You know, interacting with other human beings, etc. But um, so yeah. Anyway, there, there, there's an answer in there somewhere. But it's, I suppose it's through. It's the reason why I brought it up is is yet yeah, we need the identity. Yes, we can live for today. And we cannot worry about what hasn't happened yet and not to get too caught up in what has happened before with the trauma and the, the learned behaviours and the, what's mine, what isn't mine. You know, uh, but yeah, we, we need, for me, there is a need, and that's a big word, need, because um, that in itself is, is pressurised, but to, to find our own identity, okay? And, uh, and for that, yeah, you need to try new things and uh, to get out there into the world and, uh, yeah, you know, jump in, jump into the arena. (laughs) That's like telepathy, because literally as you were talking, the word that was just coming up in my head was need. Like when you're answering that, that question of why, like, why do I do this? And it's like, because I need to do it. (laughs) And I think you said it earlier on on in the conversation as well, like questioning why you're doing things. Well, it's because I need to do it, and it doesn't actually yeah. have to be any more complicated than that. Like, no. it is a need. the complication comes from others, yeah. You know, which is fine. That's part of the complication of it all. It's just like we we're not here on our own. You know how we all coexist and how we all relate to each other. That's 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 the confusion because for anyone ever to be on the same page is very 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 difficult because we all bring our own you know, our own frequency to things and that's all caught up in things, you know, so it's it's very complex, very complex. But yeah, you need to do it and then you feel like you need to back that up and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Justify certain things because sometimes, you you know, it might come across like a bit like a kid, why are you doing this? Because I need to do it. But why? Because I need to. You know? And (laughs) And then all of a sudden you tell the story and that kind of, because cause it's in me, it's part of me. And, you know, and that's where, you know, the life is life and, and, and you kind of gravitate or, or distance yourself from those that can relate to that and want to be part of it. And sometimes, you know, I mean, I don't want to go too far in certain direction because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not my story to tell, but, you know, relationships and being dads and, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's tricky. Can't please everyone all the time. And, um, and you can't get caught up in, I say you can't, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible sometimes, but, you know, if you're a certain way and, and you, you know, you care and you're a caring person to know that other people are getting, you know, uh, anyway, that's, that's another conversation. Um, but yeah, it's all great stuff and it's all important stuff. And, and the hope is that from an individual standpoint that we find our way, whether it be through gratitude running or walking or wherever your endeavours are, whatever way you find certain things at certain stages of your life, you know, my only hope is, and like my mission is to bring people hope, 
you know, my only hope is, is that other people, you know, are hopeful, you know, that they know why they exist and they can get out there and, and do what they need to do, knowing that ain't going to be fantastic uh, every day. And you said that one of your hopes was people going away from that 24-hour event, that they could kind of continue that practice that they'd found in the company of others. So what would you say to people who want to kind of <laughs> I don't like saying like get started with gratitude mm-hmm. but um for, for the sake of simplicity um how would you if people feel kind of oh that isn't for me or that's a bit woo or I saw that on a pencil case sometime like how yeah. did, but I but feel kind of like maybe this is something that could help me maybe actually this is this is a path I want to walk but I I don't know how to do it um what would you say to them yeah, really important questions and, you know, the questions that are asked, you know, when we get emailed and tagged in or, or DM'd or whatever, it's just like, oh, this sounds great, how do I get started, etc. So, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've spoken about today has just slipped off my tongue, you know, uh, because it's part of me now and like, it's like literally, you know, what I do um, most days now through, uh, you know, run growth, etc. But, you know, we've spoken earlier on in the conversation that that wasn't always my reality. You know, so I do always come from the point of view of, yeah, I'm, I'm getting started today. Today's a new day. I know nothing, you know. So, um, but from a way, I'm grateful, you know, to get involved in, in some of what we do and, and that all-inclusive nature of it. So even if you are, you know, uh, one of those, which I've described as myself as not being one of those, but not people that are keen to follow certain goals and, you know, get PBs and certain distances, etc. You know, just to invite a grateful mole into your training plan would not be the worst thing to do in the world. You know, it still doesn't mean you can't go fast or whatever. It's just, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of saying for everyone, no matter where you are in your running journey at whatever stage. So, so that, that's important to say as well. And because, like I said, there's no judgment here. We, as long as you're out there moving the best way you can, if you're lucky enough to do so in whatever way that is, and then we are just chuffed. You know, if you can invite a bit of gratitude into that conversation, then absolutely amazing. And we'd love to hear about it. So, you know, before you go out, you know, the, the invitation is just, just to kind of sit down or stand up or do a star jump, whatever you want to do before you go out and just take a moment, literally just take a moment and to think about someone or something you are grateful for, you know, and uh, you don't have to overthink this stuff. You know, we spoke about the general nature of this. Is I'm grateful for whoever, or I've got a roof over my head, or that you know I've got food in the, you know, whatever it is. Like, it's all very important, very impactful, and you know, all amazing things to be grateful for. And then just while you're out, just even if it's for the you know your first mile or first half mile, just let that kind of let that feed into your mind and let that settle in you and just let that be your driver so you don't get caught up in the monkey brain maybe or kind of what's going on in your life or the pressures or the, the stresses or, or not even that, even if you're riding high and you're on the, you know, the, the wave is positive at the moment and everything's going really well. Like really just be grateful for that and really just think, I'm in a moment in time now where things are going really, really well for me and I deserve this, you know what I mean? And, and I absolutely deserve it because some people would feel like, you know, I don't deserve what's happening to me because it's too good and, and that's another conversation. But so, yeah, you know, just before you go out, just, just let that be your focus, let that be your feeling and, um, and yeah, you know, you don't have to write it down. It can kind of be in your mind and uh, and just get started and then go out and, and, and do them 
do than Niles, you know. And uh, like I said, there's loads of opportunities within Run Grateful uh, that we do um, away from that. You know, we've been a 24 hour event, we've got a brand new app coming out, which is amazing. Shout out to Lumen Tech uh, and David and the guys for making that our reality. And uh, because, yeah, that's that's not being straightforward and, and, and they love what we do. So they want to kind of do what they can to support us at this stage of our development, which is very grateful for. Uh, we do stuff in primary schools. Uh, we've got a program called We Are Next. Um, and all that is centered around uh, introducing gratitude and movement to younger folk. So we've created workshops and, uh, and other bits and pieces uh, around that, which is something that I'm very excited about growing. Uh, we've got this concept where we open up uh, a grateful mile for an hour at different communities, uh, different places around the world where they can all hook up offline and uh, and go and walk or run this, this mile or two, as many as they want to do within the hour. And there's little prompts along the way, uh, little signs, which is really, really cute. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking to crack on with that. And uh, so, yeah, there's lots that we want to be doing. We just need the right people in the right places to to jump on board and uh, help us make it happen really. That all sounds really exciting and also kind of bringing it back to that idea of gratitude is is a proactive thing as well as a it can be a reflective thing that kind of writing down at the end of the day but it is a it's a lived experience that you can do before (laughs) preemptively and whilst living um it's not necessarily something that you have to kind of keep looking backwards about and I I like that idea is literally one foot in front of the other and however however that comes to you really Um, lovely Francesca exactly that and maybe you know as a direct task you know you kind of uh answer the best way I could that, that that last question centered around you know, getting involved with Ungrateful for the first time if you're just starting out, etc. So, so maybe, yeah, you know, a clear instruction, you know, it doesn't sound too transactional around it, but uh, could be that if you were to go out and do a Grateful Mile for the first time, um, think of someone, you know, mm-hmm. think of someone that's really impacted your life and uh, in some way, it would be a family or friend or a work colleague or or, or not, you know, just, uh, just somebody that just comes to mind that has had a positive influence on your life. And, and let them know, you know, because you kill two birds with one stone with that. You're going to feel better. Um, well, I'm pretty sure you will. But then also just acknowledging others and having that land, you know, even if you ring them whilst you're out on that grateful mile or whether you want to send them a message or an email or a voice note, for, them, for that to land in their inbox to know that somebody else is thinking about them and that you're grateful for the impact that they've had in you or the influence they have in you or just the fact that they're there. That's a nice thing as well, and um, so yeah, maybe, maybe uh, you know I can invite people to to go and do that in the next walk or walk. That's such a precious thing. I'm definitely going to be doing that today. I think when I go out for my run, because I think that's that's one really kind of tangible way of of passing it passing it yeah. on, isn't it? And, and you'll I... be able to do that uh, within the run great for that as well. Yes, and that, you can that's do it one on. of the biggest things. Uh, that we wanted, yeah, and uh, you know, David behind the scenes has made that happen as part of our first version. So yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 a great it's a great thing to do. Thank you. And I'm grateful for you, Francesca, oh. for uh, this, this opportunity <laughs> to talk to you this morning because it's yeah, it's been great. Me too. It's it's been amazing, and I just have two kind of like quick fire questions just to end because I yeah. know we've like massively overrun the overrun That's the right, hour, but I kind of knew that we would do that. I think so. Um, we discussed kind of reflection, and what would you tell your younger self? 
Um, I would tell my, you know what? I tell my younger self, <laughs> go find out, go find out by yourself. I'd, I'd, I'd tell him. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't like to kind of come across as selfish because, like, you don't, you know, you don't want to kind of have too many negative consequences to you know certain decisions that you make. So it's not all about oh, if I'd have done this then or done that now. I'm a, I'm a real firm believer, you know, and. So that that kind of question could kind of bring about like a oh in an ideal world if you knew now what you knew then would you you know all that kind of stuff. I, I'd like to keep rooted in reality, mm-hmm. you know, no matter you know these questions come or you know they're playful or whatever. But you know he he was all right, you know what I mean. So uh, I'll just trust that yeah, whatever's happened has led me to to what I'm doing today. So you can always draw the positives from muddy waters you know that they might have been deemed um but yeah I'll, I'll just tell him to kind of just crack on and uh to do what you need to do and uh just just do it how you've always tried to do it with integrity and, and honesty and uh yeah treat people as you want to be treated and uh you know how people talk about it when you're not there all this kind of all this kind of stuff is, is, is stuff i hold dear and um yeah so i'll just turn to hold on and uh yeah, it'll be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I need to be said that now. So I'll get my 20, in 20 years' time, he's telling him my version today. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have said, what would you just tell yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's that reassurance, you know. And uh, But, yeah, you know, everything that we shared about, I tell him, you know, nothing's ever going to be great, mate, you know, or ideal, you know, and uh, you're always going to have to kind of, I've created your own path and uh, as long as you can always humble yourself and uh, apologise where you need to apologise and don't kind of uh, just don't go out and intensely to, to her others then you know you're going to be alright you know what I mean and, uh, and everyone else is going to be alright so you're okay I'm okay um, uh, and my final question um, which I, I thought I'd started with a difficult one with what you're grateful for but what does joy mean to you? Wow, that is a that is a course oh, a tough one, that one. Uh it sounds like it'd be obvious, eh? It um, does, doesn't it? But it's <laughs> what does joy mean to me? Joy means to me when am I joyful? Oh god. Oh Jessica, what did joy mean to me? Um They were going to think that uh, we switched off. No, that is joy means to me. Doesn't have to be anything profound. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not even looking, and, and maybe that says something. The fact that I'm, uh, I say struggling, but you know, whatever's coming to mind. Joy, I know joy is. I suppose joy for me is just. I just think about my daughters really. Mm. Um, the time with them is. It's time well spent, you know, and obviously different stages is kind of half kind of conversation already about yeah, where they are now and you know, and obviously how I need to show up for them um these days compared to how I used to be and you know, the future is the future. But yeah, joy means to me is just it's just being around my daughters, really. Um but that has left me with I need to go away and think about that a little bit more deeply without uh Leaves me you hanging. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, this uh, that's a that's a phenomenal answer. So, uh, absolutely, no. that's uh, 
yeah, you know, I'm not looking for an alternative answer, but just yeah, it kind of just threw me a little bit to think, oh, Mark, Mark Joy. It's not really a word in my vocabulary, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, words of that nature, absolutely. But joy in particular, it's a great word. It's a great word. Someone said the word wonderful the other day as well. And, uh, and that's a great word as well, wonderful. That's not really in my vocabulary, but it's a word that if someone says that to me, I think, oh, what a lovely word. It and joy is. as well. Joy is a powerful word. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go away and think about that. Uh, not to give you another answer, um, but just what that means to me. So that's no, my glad, takeaway I'm from this I'm glad going away and thinking about it is important because I think we can be yeah. so reactive. Yeah, we're asking people to go away and think about gratitude in a roundabout way and what mm. it means to them. And, and likewise, with, and that's what I mean, learning and everything is great. So uh, I didn't know how to learn about what that meant for me. But I'm going to go away and have a little walk. Well, I'll give you one thought to go away with. It was a quote that I was going to bring up earlier, but maybe it can it can weave into your into your thinking process. And it's um it's from Thiknat Han. I don't know if you've read any any of his stuff, but um No Mud, No Lotus, I think you quite like. But he says sometimes your joy is the source of your smile, but sometimes your smile can be the source of your joy. Mm, wow, is- deep. A really lovely quote. So maybe yeah, I don't know, yeah. maybe think about that alongside. <laughs> yeah, I will do. Someone sending me that, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I'll send uh, that to you. I can digest that and yeah, uh, reflect on it. We can. Um, but yeah, no, really, really interesting stuff, and uh, <laughs> yeah, really uh, set a little train of thought now, which is which is great. Well, thank you so much, Mark. If you hang on the line, and then we can informally say goodbye. But I just want to thank you, given a lot of your time which I'm very grateful for and I'm emerging from this with lots of thoughts in my mind and it's felt like a real kind of journey and collaborative process that we've gone through and I've just really really enjoyed our conversation so thank you so much no worries thank you very much and good luck with everything and if people want to follow you get involved with Run Grateful where where is that best um place to go yeah I mean best place really is um rungrateful.com I mean, everything kind of is there, like different other places that we exist. You know, Instagram is is, is an obvious thing for most people of this nature. I'm grateful, run. And then we've got the app in the app store. We're still at kind of testing phase, but, uh, you know, people are more than there to help us test. So uh, it's just run grateful in the app store and Google Play Store. And, uh, yeah, let your gratitude movement journey begin with us. And uh, let's see what, what good we can do in the world together. Thank you. And I've seen the sun's just come out behind you as well, Mark. So <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> can be grateful, grateful for that. Mile. Well, thank you so much again. I'll be doing my my grateful mile and thinking very much of this conversation as I do so this afternoon. Um, and we'll speak soon. Thank you. Amazing. Thanks so much. I am so grateful to the community that is growing around the podcast and if you've enjoyed today's episode I would so appreciate if you can share it with your communities and help spread the message of support, perseverance and joy further. If you have any feedback or suggestions for future guests you can find me on Instagram at running underscore on underscore joy. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time for Running on Joy.